Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 78. Today is Thursday, November 16th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron, joined by Camilla Ortiz. Hey Camilla. Hello Jeff. Meteorologist Katie Suniga. Hey Katie. Good morning. And Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey Mark. Good morning Jeff. All right uh, guys, it's been kind of a wet first half of the month of November. We're going to go through some of those numbers. And we're also going to reflect on fall so far. Uh, Meteorological fall, believe it or not, is almost over. Uh, September, October, November is considered meteorological fall. Uh, We're also going to talk about uh, the upcoming weather pattern. It really does look like things are drying out and we're entering more of what we would typically see late fall into winter in an El Nino phase. Uh, So we'll kind of go over that. And we're going to reflect on how the snowpack is uh, playing out right now and what you know the short to mid-range models are showing for uh the cascades so there is some snow coming this weekend we'll talk about that um big picture any first alert weather days or any big concerns that we have we're going to highlight that and then of course mark just celebrated 30 (laughs) years on television so we're going to look at some really awesome photos of mark when he was young oh yeah something like that baby mark (laughs) We'll also talk about just, you know, how things have changed, because um, if you read Mark's blog this week, things have really changed in television over the past three decades. So it'll be fun to kind of chat about that. But let's go over some of these uh, November rainfall numbers. You know, what's funny is this morning I posted the forecast. There are two out of seven days in our seven day that have a chance of rain or at least um, a high confidence in some showers. Um, That's it. Wow. And Mm -hmm. there was a viewer that said. Man, it's been so dry lately, but I think we we tend to get short-term memory loss about right. uh, what has happened lately. Katie, uh, yeah. let's let's go over some of these rainfall numbers. We we have some cities listed for both Southwest Washington and Northwest Oregon. Yeah, so in Vancouver right now, uh, the average for the month is five and a half, so five point five one. And so far in Vancouver, we have four and a quarter. Camas about five point eight two. Kelso almost five and a half, uh, five point four. Richville four and a quarter. Battleground close to six and a half, so six point four one. And then Long Beach eight point six one. So those are some. Can I pause right there? Um, I when I pulled up that Long Beach number, I was like, "How the heck did has (laughs) has Long Beach picked up like three inches more than Astoria, which is right across the Columbia?" And I think it was that day that we had that thunderstorm developing. Um, Remember, we were talking about the possibility of funnel clouds that one day, and earlier early in that morning, there was a special weather statement, uh, special marine statement, where they basically issued a severe thunderstorm warning over the. Over the Pacific Ocean, a thunderstorm was kind of brushing across the coastline. I think that dropped right. a lot of rain on Long Beach that morning. Um, uh, but Jeff, uh, you made this graphic. I mean, the previous graphic I just showed with the Washington numbers. Where's Sheep Canyon or Swift Creek? <laughs> that's the one. That's Mark's the favorite. That's I forgot. One. That's what I forgot this morning. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like 15 inches or so because I know we yeah, had like eight inches in a few days. But that's fine. We can leave Sheep Canyon for next time. All right. It's all yours, Katie. All right. So now we're looking at those Portland numbers. So if you haven't been watching us on air, because we've been beating this in for like the last two weeks, 5.45. Just beating it in. Beating it in. We talk about it every day. How much rain we have in November, second wettest month of the year in Portland. We are just 
barely, barely off from that by about an inch. So we're at 4.5. So just one inch away from that average. Salem was 4.3. Astoria, five and a quarter, three quarters. Bonneville Dam, eight and three quarters. Almost seven at Detroit. And then just a little more than five inches in Newport. Pretty close there, but one inch, not even just barely made halfway through the month. Pretty wet. They're, That's they're, really wet. There are like three weather stations uh, up near Detroit, Detroit Lake, and I think two out of three actually have recorded over seven inches for what's mm. worth. So wow. typical yep. western-facing mountain slopes pick up a lot so of rain. Only, uh, and only two days at the airport this month that we didn't have any measurable rain out of the – how many – what day is it today? The 15th, 16th? I can't remember. 16th. So 16, 16. days so far. We're halfway yeah, through. So 15 yeah. days halfway through, and only two of them have not had any rain. Two consecutive dry days, folks. I think maybe Two. maybe why people think it's been more dry than it's actually been because a lot of that rainfall happened while we were sleeping, right? A lot of those oh, overnight that's right. events. I don't Good know. Point. That's just what I'm. That's right. Wondering if that's maybe what people are thinking. You, you must be running outside or cycling outside. What do you? What do you do that? Is yeah, that something you do. I mean, cycling cycling in the rain is not as enjoyable to me as running is <laughs> because you just. You're just getting splashed in the face with water. I mean, even with fenders on, they can only do so much. So I prefer running in the rain. Um, I think it's actually peaceful to run in the rain. But hmm. yeah, hmm. you just have to have the right gear, Jeff. All right. Mark, you made a pretty graphic here. Actually, two. I did. Reflecting on fall so far. Yeah, just uh, it just shows the rain. Um, September was about average for rain. But October, two and a half inches above normal in Portland. And so far, November, two and a half inches above normal. We'll see how that plays out at the end. But uh, so it's a wet fall, wetter than normal. I mean, not excessive. It's not like record breaking. But, you know, I mean, when we look back at this fall, assuming nothing dramatic happens in the next 15 days, I don't think there'll be anything to write home about, as they used to say. Yeah. Look at the temps. Uh, One more graphic here, the temps. So it's interesting that PDX was a little bit above normal in September. Oh, by the way, when I, when I say fall here, what you're seeing, if you're not uh, watching, if you listen like I do in the car to this podcast, um, meteorological fall is September, October, and November. <laughs> so, um, so we've only got two weeks left in meteorological fall. And September was a little above average in Portland temperature-wise. But it's funny, when you look at the, all the Oregon climate zones, it was actually below average by a degree or so. So Portland ran warmer than most stations around it for whatever reason. I don't probably had a lot of cloudy warm nights but um anyway so september was about average but october november been above average and so far the anomaly for november is the furthest above average no furthest time farthest no it's the furthest above (laughs) i hate those words way to (laughs) be further furthest above average right yeah how about most above average warm how about just warmest compared to normal there you go good lord (laughs) try that on tv folks oh man that's the worst. When you start second guessing yourself on television and then you start oh. saying it out loud, what you're thinking, and then oh, you yeah. dig yourself in a hole. Yeah, Mark just did that. At least it's, it's on style. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I do that every day. <laughs> it seems to be working, though. Yeah. We enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so fall is, again, fall is a little warm, but as of now, I mean, if unless something, well, we, we're pretty confident that nothing is going to dramatically change here in the next two, next two weeks. I don't think we're going to look back at fall 2023 and say, oh my gosh, it was a, you know, hot, yeah. cold, warm, wet. I don't think it's going to really stick out that much. A little warmer than average, which is, you know, kind of the trend as you probably heard. Yeah. So it'll we, be forgettable. 
a forgettable yeah. fall. Right, right. Well, we've had one first alert weather day, and we're probably not going to be declaring any anytime soon. And that was for the possibility of funnel clouds. Mm-hmm. That ended up being a pretty weak sauce type of day. Yeah. Not many, not many thunderstorms. Um, right. So let's talk about this upper level weather pattern. I mean, it. we talk about split flow pattern where the jet stream kind of drives up to the north of the the Pacific Northwest and oftentimes to the south and leaves us in kind of a mundane, mellow weather pattern. It really feels like we're entering something like that. Look at at Friday. I mean, the pattern now is about the same. We got that upper level low off the California coast. It's kind of torturing those forecasters down there, you know, just kind of throwing (laughs) rain over there at times. Um... But, you know, those are Californians. They'll be fine. But you look at this upper level map, folks were looking at the, I just randomly chose the gem model, the Canadian model, just for fun. Because, you know, everybody gets tired of the euro because it's, you know, right so often. Um, but why are you snickering? I, I'm not snickering. It's like choosing a favorite child. Are you allowed to do that? Well, we've got to, every once in a while you have to pat the other child on the head here. So mm-hmm. we're going to give the Canadian some love here. Yeah. <laughs> And so what we're looking at, folks, if you can't see it, we're just looking at the upper level map uh, over the North American, you know, continent, continental areas. And and this is for Friday morning. So we're recording this on Thursday morning. You may be watching this possibly on Friday, uh, you know, if you're just clicking from your desk at work. Um, and you can see the main jet stream probably up in the greenish area up there that technically the jet stream is up at the 300 millibar, 250 millibar level. We're looking at the 500 millibar, which is Camilla. How high is that? 18,000 feet. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Good job. Um, I don't think I even remember that. <laughs> I yeah. literally had to specify last night. That's the only reason I had it in oh, my brain. <laughs> Camilla asked gotcha. me, she goes, wait, it's 500 is, and I think you were like 15 or whatever you said. I go, close, it's 18. Yeah. Um, but it so changes about eight, depending, yes. depending mm-hmm. on the time of year. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yep. It does. Yeah. But it's it's around 18,000 most of the yeah. time, somewhere there. But uh, anyway, so you see the main flow up north, and we have a cutoff low, kind of a splitty pattern. I mean, that doesn't actually look that splitty. So that's Friday. And every, anybody jump in in case you have comments here. I'm going to go through the next week. Actually, no. I'm going to go through 10 days. Mm. Whoa. You ready for that? So that is Friday. So tomorrow morning, oh, which map is which? Wrong one. That one. That's Sunday. Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And you do see a trough, oh. a little dashed line little trough kind of uh, let's say it dents the ridge a bit that's over the west coast uh that's on saturday night sunday so they by the way shower some rain there Uh you go go ahead yeah Yeah. i was just gonna say that's what's gonna steady rain mountain snow tapering off Mm -hmm. sunday all right keep going mark okay well jeff has the latest info since we all just woke up so sometimes you have something that's (laughs) different from last night yeah Yeah. uh i look great so then that's sunday i put my coffee in an actual coffee cup this time so improvements and I brushed my teeth because I just slammed that coffee down so I could feel <laughs> fresh. Nice. I just finished mine and I brushed my yeah. hair. <laughs> so that's Sunday. Um, and then we go to, okay, here we go. So Tuesday. Now there's a little kind of a change, not so much for us, but here's Tuesday. And you see the ridging is strengthened over us on Tuesday. I mean, that's a very clear pattern of like, okay, it's probably wow. dry here. So Monday, Tuesday, dry. Um, you do see a little plunge of cool air, that cold air for the first time this season down into the Midwest, maybe just leading into Thanksgiving. Question. That's what they just love to see. Yes. Maybe when an answer. Will, when will we start to hear polar vortex in headlines? <gasps> Buzzword. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Term of the week. Next week. Next, Next week. week. <laughs> <laughs> No, because it is actually, this model doesn't, let's see, let me go to the next one. There's a reason. I I think, oh, I skipped the good stuff. Um, This is, so this is Tuesday. 
if we go to oh this goes all i skipped the good stuff because that little thing here okay uh you can see my my little pointer right yep yes. yeah mm -hmm. so i'm pointing at kind of the hudson's bay area um some models have more far more of this blue coming south um you know kind of really swinging into the midwest it's kind of a chunk of a, like a polar vortex disruption i saw it on one one judah cohen a guy that writes um like long form climate stuff and i just saw his twitter post yesterday and he said it's you know the first kind of disruption not really um yeah, so oh, it's almost like a little chunk of the polar vortex does come south. And some models, I've noticed the GFS at times has been pushing this farther west towards us. Yes. Jeff, you probably noticed that, right? Okay. Yes, I have. Yeah. Why, why do you um, think I look at the GFS? Is that, is that a <laughs> well, dig? No. Well, because we both look at everything, so I know yeah, you I know. probably <laughs> saw it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I so I did. saw it. Speaking of a dig, yeah, so it has a digging more over the Rockies, which would give us um, a little cooler pattern for us and also more even stronger offshore flow, kind of a drive-by sort of thing. So I keep mm -hmm. watching for that, but there doesn't seem to be any, any significant support for it digging much farther west. And the Canadian is the most the most boring model probably here in that uh, we go all the way to Saturday after Black Friday. So this is two days after Thanksgiving. Look at that. The ridge is still there. Wow. Um, so that says that's 10 days out. And that just says a pretty boring pattern. All models have some variation of this, this setup. Yeah. So, wow. So Again, for those folks that are just listening as opposed to watching the graphics mm -hmm. that we're showing here, um, Mark is sh showcasing a ridge or a blocking pattern that seems to be pretty persistent for the next seven to 10 days. Uh, sometimes right. it flattens out a little bit like it will this weekend. It'll bring us mm -hmm. a quick shot of rain and mountain snow Saturday, mainly Saturday afternoon into Sunday. Um, but, I mean, you're bringing up the 15 to 16 day mm -hmm. uh, precipitation anomaly. So the outlook for the next two weeks or so is pretty bleak for the Pacific Northwest, especially uh, for mountain snowpack. I, Bonnie Silkman asked me the other day, um, what, what, are your what are you thinking about uh, the possibility of Thanksgiving skiing or snowboarding or shortly after? And I didn't know. I didn't feel too good about it. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. And, and in my next set of graphics, we can get into what, what that could mean, you know, as we go into December. That's my teaser for a few moments from now. Yeah. So, and this is the Euro, same thing next 10 days, the 10 day. Oh no. Is it, no, that's the next 15, 15 days. days. Yeah. 360 hours. So same thing, very dr drier than normal, not dry, but drier than normal right. from really Southern BC down at least to Northern California, maybe, maybe about average or some system might, systems might make it into California in this pattern. But uh, we, as of this exact moment, we're not really seeing the big jet stream hitting California. Like when we think of El Nino, but you know, you guys, this could be the beginning of the El Nino pattern. Or it could be just by chance we're just in a dryish pattern for November. We don't really know yet. I have a question. When we were there on Tuesday, it looked like we were going to see some showers on Wednesday. How has that progressed? Because I haven't looked. I didn't. I worked on a story yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to look at any updated maps. For us or for California? For us. It's Jeff. So it looks like the ridge is going to be pretty strong. There are. There are more than enough ensemble men, members hinting at, um, you know, light precipitation. I think what's going to happen is the ridge is going to barely flatten out. There's probably going to be a disturbance that comes through yeah. and it brings us that drippy stuff, maybe a few showers. Nothing too steady, not a significant shot of rain. 
um, and mountain snow. But I think around Thanksgiving, we're probably going to deal with a few showers and probably cloudier skies. That's how I anticipate things. Just kind of great. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking Thanksgiving to me just looks like, eh, I mean, there's nothing. I looked at the wind. The wind is just like calm. There's not much of anything going on Thanksgiving, maybe in Black Friday. Really just that. Actually, that's one thing I don't like about the weather this time of the year when it's just like nothing happens. It's just grayish and eh. But yeah. good for regular folks, you know, their lives continue unaffected, un- 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 I suppose, by weather. Yeah. Uh, Mark, real quick, can we go back to the uh, precipitation outlook, that, the, ano- the anomaly? Just one of those maps. Um, yep. If you're watching here, I know that looks super bleak. It shows like negative values. We have to remember this is a really wet time of year. So what, what this right. forecast model or the ensembles are doing is they're showing this 15-day period and they're comparing it to what is a typical amount of precipitation that we would receive in that 15-day period. Um, and it's showing the departure from that normal value. Um, so you can see that California may actually see an uptick or a more wet than normal uh, uh, like two-week two period there, as opposed to up to the northwest. We're going to see a much drier period um, for this time of year. Yeah, like Astoria, it shows three inches lower than normal. Well, let's let's just pretend Astoria gets five inches of rain in two weeks, typically this time of the year. That means they're only going to get two inches instead of five inches. Yeah, and and like the bottom line is, it's it doesn't mean that we're going to be completely dry. We're just going to probably have less frequent rain events coming through. On this one, just um, not to belabor this, but I did notice today, uh, this is an interesting graphic we use. It's called the 24-hour QPF because it would include snow, of course, if there's snow. But in this case, it's all rain. But just 24-hour um, buckets of rainfall from all 51 European ensemble members. And this goes – get out of here. Not you guys, the graphic. Okay. Um, this goes all the way through the next two weeks left or right. And as you approach you know, a, a, a change, for example, the wet weather this weekend, it kind of cleans up as all the ensemble members gradually come in line, right? Because they get better as you get closer in time. And you can see this period of rain this weekend. I noticed this is kind of a, let's say, cleaning up in here for next week. This is – all right, right here, let me go closer again. Right in here is Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. Boy, this is a lot of dry weather in this area, um, you know, next week. Again, like the, here's the Wednesday stuff, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, like Jeff said. There's a lot of ensemble members that are either dry or just don't have much precip. So I think the main point here is after this weekend, there's not all that much rain for probably a week. I mean, there'll be right. some rain, you know, but through the whole Thanksgiving week, very, very quiet. Yeah. And those are yeah, my thoughts. Oh, temps here. What about temps? What do you have? Perfect. Jeff, you sent these in today. Um, yeah, these are the most updated ensembles. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is I think um, like the overnight GFS ensemble run, I think it had like, this is like a 14-day period or so, and it had like oh. eight of the members. Okay, this is a little bit different. I, I pulled in some of the updated ones, but it had like 49 listed like 10 times for highs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is very consistent. Nothing big. Change, no big changes are expected in the temperature department. Yeah, this is the one you sent at. me. This is the 6Z. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So just slightly s- cooler, but nothing extreme. <laughs> I saw a social media post just somewhere else. I don't remember. I don't remember where, but... Um, <laughs> I know it what said, you're talking about. Yeah, and it said... Somebody said, oh, oh dr- dramatically cooler. The big big cool down, winter-like temps coming up for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, well, okay, the high might be 48 instead of 52. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. I saw that too. I thought the same thing. <laughs> That's we all funny. did. Um, I'm having graphics issues here, so talk amongst yourselves. Well, well you know what I like though about that. It, it, you know, I don't mind it being a little cooler because I enjoy 
bundling up. I like that there's nothing major spikes or drops. I kind of like it when it's just, it's almost like your body can just kind of acclimate to a temperature yeah. and you go outside and it's not like all of a sudden you can't breathe because it's so cold or you're, you know, mm-hmm. ripping off your sweatshirts and because all of a sudden you're so hot, even though it's only 62 because your body's used to those upper 40s, low 50s. So I like that kind of like consistent, a degree or two each day, no major spikes. That's It's easy a, living. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, that's why the weather appears so so great. So mm-hmm. I think you folks know anybody that's that's an avid weather uh, weather geek or just is interested in weather. You probably already know this, but we don't see any of the big four things that we're always watching for this time of the year. Probably through Thanksgiving weekend, lowland snow, no Arctic blast, no valley windstorm, no widespread flooding. Ooh, <laughs> you guys! Since our last podcast, what was it? Last Saturday or Sunday, the Euro was showing um, a big storm coming across Oregon on Monday, mm-hmm. but that's that's oh, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was exciting briefly. That. Which I, again, I know these models go out, right? 10 mm-hmm. plus days. But the people that are posting that mm. on social media and saying, oh, oh I'm, that's the worst. Like, why can we not do that? I, I don't see very many like meteorologists, you know, who are like working, whatever. I think it's a lot of like hobby people maybe that are doing that. But it let's is. not do that. It's especially when lo- it's only one member of the model of yeah. the ensembles and all the other I, show it being normal. I love that Camilla is getting irritated by that though. That that is like good prime. You are entering weather geekville here. Um, yeah, where you just get irritated by those folks that are like, oh man, we've got to post the sixty euro ten days out, which is showing a yeah. bomb cyclone. Oh, you know, it's just yeah, it's clickbait. Classic. Yeah, clickbait. totally. So. It's yeah. We don't really know what's happening more than like four or five days out. Let's be honest. Right. Um, Yeah. I think we should get into the mountain snow conditions, the current state of the snowpack, what we're looking at this weekend. I pulled a graphic Mm -hmm. here, a couple of graphics. This is, uh, this was about eight o'clock this morning from ski. Socked in by the clouds. Uh, Most of the snow is (laughs) melted away at 5,000 feet. And then I had the opportunity during one of my, um, so I'm, I'm training to become a pilot and I was, uh, this was my last flight for a little bit because my wife is getting ready to have our first child. And so, uh, I got to fly by Mount hood and I had a great view on Tuesday of all the volcanoes Beautiful. around. Amazing. And I thought Beautiful. that this would give us a really good, uh, idea of what the snowpack looks like around Mount hood. Um, so a lot of green, I'll say down in the Ooh. foothills and, uh, some decent snow up high, but, uh, the snow forecast doesn't look too bad for the weekend, uh, but we should go over how things are going so far. Camilla, I'll let you take mm-hmm. this one away. Yeah. Yeah. So this is showing, I'm assuming this is a percent of normal, right? Snowpack for this yeah, time of like year. Yep. And a lot of the regions here are, you know, not in great shape. I'm seeing a lot of 30 some percents, 40 some percents. The only place that's doing well is the Lake County area, which is above a hundred percent, but otherwise, yeah, we're, we're a little bit behind uh, what would be considered normal snowpack for this time of year. And I should point out, it's so early in the season. Usually I don't even use a map like this till mid December at the earliest, uh, just because um, I bet averages for some of these locations are like three inches on the ground. And if there's zero, it's like, Oh my gosh, it's way below average. So one one storm would, would make these go way up. So we use these with caution as I guess we would say, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's early. What is this graph? A lot can change. Yeah. With that pattern coming up. I mean, with this pattern coming up, there ain't much snow. Oop, I can't say yeah. ain't, right? 
You know what? This Bonnie, is Bonnie. Last... Cover your ears. I think this is last night's run because I I sent you an updated run, but it's all right. Yeah. This is actually one of those updated runs for kind of a zoomed in version of Mount Hood here, and um, I mean. This is going to be a pretty decent cold front that comes through. It'll be a quick mover, though. If it was a slower one, I mm -hmm. think we would end up seeing uh, quite a bit more snow. But I think initially when the precipitation arrives to the Cascades, the snow level will probably be around 5,000 feet. And then uh, right. Saturday night into Sunday, it should dip down to about two to 3,000 feet. So the bulk of the snow should occur near and above 4,500 feet. I'm just kind of estimating. Um, we'll mm -hmm. pick up about six to 10 inches of snow and then... Um, a trace in the foothills down to maybe 2,000 to 2,500 feet and up to five inches, I think, around government camp. I mean, this it'll be nice to see some white stuff back on the ground. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so then this yeah. is interesting because a lot of folks mm -hmm. are wondering, right, if El Nino is already impacting our weather patterns and impacting how much snow we can see in the Cascades. But um, El Nino usually doesn't present itself right until the winter months, like January, December, uh, for us here in the Pacific Northwest, yeah, but yeah. you know, it, it's hard to say, but it's interesting. This graphic is basically showing us uh, November snow at government camp, specifically during El Nino winters. So those are the only years you're seeing here. And it's really all over the place. You'll see some years um, where we don't get any snow like 2002, 2003, or very little snow. And then some years like 2010, 2007, uh, where we see a lot. Uh, well above average and that long-term November average is, I'm assuming this is in inches, right? Right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Just it doesn't above, say that, does it? 30 inches. Well, it's okay. It's all right. Just above, I kind of figured uh, <laughs> feet would be pretty dramatic for our climate. It would be. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the long-term November average is uh, just over 30 inches. I do yeah, notice you know, though, mm -hmm. real quick, if you look, if you count how many years we have on there, is there 11 that are below and then one, two, three, four, five, six that are above? So mm -hmm. if you look at that, it's trends a little below sure. few than it does above. It is. In fact, I checked. Yeah. The average is 31 inches there. I guess I guess I could have given you that fact there, um, Camilla. But 31 inches is the long-term November average Oh, for any year, not just El Nino years. Right? Oh, that's and good. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that's 31 inches for these years. It's 28 inches. I mean, slightly lower. But so it does slightly lower it, yeah. Very slightly. But you know what I did do is I looked. You know me. I looked through the, the real stinker year, 72. Wait a minute, 72? That was when we had like one of the biggest cold blasts ever in December. What is that? No, it was. Is that possible? Well, that was December. Cold this blast November. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, so then I'm, you're I'm, making a good point. Oh. Just because we have a bad or a good November doesn't Thank mean you. we're going to have a bad or a good December. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking November here, folks. Speaking of 30 years. Um, okay, so one, two. So I took the nine years, 72, 73, 76, 77. Folks, we're looking at the ones that were real stinkers in November where not much happened. 97, 98, 02, 03, 04, 05, 14, 15, 15, 16, and 18, 19. So I took those nine years and I looked and I, I, I was like, okay, so what happened in December, right? So three of those, only three of those continue to be really bad in December with well below normal snowpack. Most of those had mm. two feet or less in December, but um, six of those nine were fine near normal, you know, 30, 50 inches is normal in December. Um, six of the nine had 35 inches or more in December. So there's no reason to think necessarily that this is like, oh my gosh, it's the beginning of something terrible. I mean, it might be, but we don't know. So the <laughs> point is, 
do not lose hope. Do not freak out until about, uh, well, Christmas break. If, if we have little snow through Christmas break, then that's obviously a problem. But I, I just, you know, we, we love parsing data here. And so I thought that was kind of interesting info. So that yeah. is yeah. the probably not looking good for November Thanksgiving ski. Yeah, there's not yeah. going to be, unless some ski area pull, unless something big happens on Sunday. I, I, ski areas would love to. I've seen Meadows ski on 11 inches where they just have like their little magic carpet and, and they truck in some snow off the parking lot and, and have a few inches. But there's not going to be any real skiing on on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I know Ski Bowl, though. Remember, they have that snowmaking semi that's parked there where they make the snow inside the cold semi. And they can do, uh, they plan to open their their um, uh, sledding. Their, what's it called? Uh, yeah, not sledding. Tubing. tubing tubing yeah they're gonna have their tubing open they they since they have that uh semi they can make the snow even when it's 60 degrees they just sit there and pump out the snow like right now into a big pile they spread it out and so they're scheduled to open i think on black friday for for a uh, tubing up at ski bowl so they will mm -hmm. be open for that regardless cool so that's nice. kind of neat what's next um, jeff i forget oh you know what's next <laughs> I think what everyone's think we been waiting Yay! for. Yeah. Mark Nelson has been on TV for 30 years as of this week. Um, Incredible. It, I think for like a really in-depth uh, recap, you should definitely head over to his blog, but we right. thought it would be fun to kind of talk about how things have gone over this past 30 years, how things have changed. Um, what, you know, maybe some of the highlights, Mark, some of the best mm -hmm. pictures, which you're showing here. That's one of the reasons why you should tune into the podcast on our <laughs> website is you get to see things like this. Mark has not changed in 30 years. Folks. Oh yes, I have. Come on. <laughs> you went look from looking 12 to looking like 25. Right. Oh, yep. gosh, I love you. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more folks. Mark, this is a hard time about looking what, young and you look at this. Yeah. Tell us, tell us when you started, what was the first year? Tell us which stations you were at over the years. Yeah, I'll make you it quick. Been at the same station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this was actually not it. This was at Cairo TV in Seattle, but I was not on the air. It was just an internship. This is what I looked like my senior year in college. Just a wow. scared kid. Like your son. I was, I was very, yeah. Actually, my son looks kind of like this, which is interesting. I've had people say <laughs> oh that. Oh my gosh. That yeah. was my senior year. And then, so I started, I started at, um, I worked two years for a private forecasting company, forecasting winds in the gorge um, when there was no internet, which we can get into the technology in a second. But um, then I, uh, that company started falling apart. The boss came to me one day and he said, how much? And he goes, put his hands behind his head. He goes, how much of next month's paycheck do you really need? And I'm thinking all of it that I worked for and the company there were, there were just, let's just say there were financial issues. And I even got a call from the secret service, a voicemail one, one time uh, right after I left that place. Cause the secret service, at least back then they covered credit card fraud. So Whoa. when, when the secret service calls, when an agent calls you from the secret service, you, you know, I figure you should return that call. Right. And I told him everything I knew, which was some weird stuff. So anyway, the company was kind of falling apart and, um, and so Coin TV had two openings and I started working there. They hired me. They took a big chance. I worked there for seven years from 93 to 2000. I loved it. Had great memories there. Great people. At one time, we were the number one station. We even moved the weather center for one year over to OMSI, the OMSI Weather Lab. And that was quite an experience working in a science museum. I mean, like our GM of the station came over and he kind of toured and he's funny. He goes... I suppose you kind of meet a higher class of people over here at a science museum than at a TV station. And I go, yeah, you're right. I mean, just, you know, a different mindset, you know, TV yeah. at a TV station, we're all working hard. We're smart people, but it's just, it's different. I was hanging around science people. So that was kind of neat. And then um, we used to produce the, it used to be Fox 49 news at 10. 
because Fox, the Fox station was 49 here through the late, late 80s, early to 2002. And they said, hey, we're going to build our own TV station out in Beaverton. And th at that point, then I went to right here. Here's Mark in 2000, the brand new weather center in 2000. Ooh. Look at those monitors. <laughs> so, yeah, look at those little monitors. And, and look at the, the, the frosted tips in the hair. Yeah. I thought that was a light reflection oh the gosh. first time no. I saw that. I did not realize that you so, did that to your hair. That was literally, you went to a salon and did that. Well, I think, wasn't it, didn't some people do that back then? Oh, no. I did. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was like a, like a boy band kind of thing. Yeah, and so and sync was big back then. And sync. Well, I was thirty. Yes. I was thirty-one, and my boss goes, "He's kind of an older, uh, more typical kind of old-style news guy." And he goes, "Um, hey, the hair. Um, uh, you're probably getting a little old for that. Maybe you should lose Ouch. that." That's the end of By that. Way, where was this weather center? Is this like in the oh. same spot that it is in our station now? No, actually, this is almost. This would have been very close to where the Christmas tree is right now, to the right of the Christmas oh. tree. The news studio was in that that studio there, uh, and the weather was right there because people would walk uh, in from our from our newsroom right in. You know, we so were right around the corner B from the newsroom. This was right. the main studio that time. Okay, it was Studio A was used for they would drive cars in and do commercials and stuff, and you know that that was just a big wide open studio where we are now. Hmm. Twenty three years ago, folks. Whew. Wow. Um, that's all I have for pictures, but you know, I, the big deal is the technology I, folks, when I, when we started forecasting in 91 and then when I started in TV in 93, there were, there was really no internet. Yes, there was. Sometimes we would use modems to dial up some stuff, like some sort of info, like, oh, they've put, ODOT has put a sensor and you can dial it up. So stuff like that. But I mean, maps come across a printer, you hear the nee, 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 and you hang them all on the wall. You come in and you look at the wall to see what's going on with the maps. Um, yeah, nothing was on computer. You got observations every hour from probably, I don't know, 15 stations in Oregon. And that was it. I mean, that's all you had. You didn't have all these, this data up in the mountains that was easily available. You, you couldn't look at road weather sensors, none of that. So in a way it was easier. I mean, I was, I think I was describing to you, Camilla last night that, mm -hmm. I mean, you got the MRF model, which was the early version of the GFS. Once per day, you got like the 144, the 168, and the 192 hour forecast, and that was it. So what are you going to do? Do something different than what it shows? No, you pretty much just followed it, unless it was crazy. Yeah. Were, yeah. were you licking your chops like you do when the Euro Zero Z comes out in the evening? Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> I even remember somebody, uh, I had a friend, Nancy Steffen, worked over at BPA, and her husband worked with me, and he said, he goes, hey, the European model is showing a big Arctic blast. And so she even faxed me the maps from the European, which we didn't have access to, so I could look at this Arctic blast. Just wait. I remember having that fax print out of like the seven-day Euro, like, oh. So, so that's how it was back then. It was wow. kind of simpler. I mean, it's simpler in that, like I said, we didn't have all the data. We didn't have to look over as much data. And, of course, our forecasts were not nearly as good as now. If, if we had a pattern coming up that was, you know, rainy westerly flow we just say rain at times we didn't try to say what's today today's thursday we didn't try to say rain tapering off sunday afternoon we would we would just say scattered shower sunday we just didn't have that level of, of of skill no radar well there was an old 1957 radar in portland we couldn't we didn't really use it on tv we really couldn't see what was going on very well in in the wow. pacific northwest because so the radars weren't installed right now <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even worse, Katie. I mean, thunderstorms, you could just barely see. Yeah, we could kind of see thunderstorms, but the quality was terrible. Um, what else was really bad? We just, the internet didn't really start showing up, you know, regularly in the weather center till like 97, 98, I think. We all use the same computer for our email. How weird is that? No logins, no logouts. Everybody just hopped on. 
wow. strange. You could see what the last person was looking at, which there wasn't much to look at back then. You told me you were hand drawing the jet stream too. <gasps> That's right. It's not on there. He still see- does. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, well true, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, 500 millibar map. We, we, you guys, we had this like tablet where you would draw, and we would take the black and white 500 millibar map. And my coworker Jim Little, he was here forever in the um, 80s and 90s, chief meteorologist at Coin and KGW. But he had made the stereographic or whatever projection match the map on the graphic, and we would draw each line, just the current one. You wouldn't draw several. But you would draw each line in, then you had a 500 millibar map. And we were really excited in the mid-90s when the, the little lines would kind of move. Oh, my goodness. Just oh, wild. Yeah. How things have changed. Man. Quite a bit. Yeah. TV, TV was different. We'd do two shows a day or three shows a day max. Uh, right here. Um, and when we started in 2000, we were doing a 10 o'clock show. I think it was a, it was a half hour at 10. Oh, no, there was a half hour at 5 p.m. as well. Then they dumped the 5, and we did one hour at 10. I don't even know what we did all day. There was no social media. An That's hour what I 10. was going to ask. Like, you have less shows, but you also don't have, like, Twitter to scroll through. So what were you doing? Like, playing dominoes? I do remember the the crew playing, like, they had, like, a little nerf or some sort of basketball thing within this studio on the other side. They'd come in for, like, an hour and play each afternoon. And somehow we were making a lot of money. So Jeez. that shows you how much things have changed. Jeff, Katie, we all got in at the wrong time, you know? I know. <laughs> well, there were so many more people in the studio operating cameras, Mark, and now they're That's all right. four directors. Now they're all automated. Theory. They're machines. They're moving on their own. And um, man, I I can't imagine like thinking back to thirty years ago and just what what it looks how how much different it looks compared to today. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it, it was simpler for sure. But but I remember each time tool, you know me, I'm the real geek. And each time new tools would come out over the, these last 30 years, it's like, ooh, now we can draw like, oh, I remember I was mad because we were going to have to draw the draw maps and stuff with the um the mouse. We got rid of the pen. I used a, the pen for lots of graphics for drawing. I'm like, how are we ever going to like hold our left finger down and draw all these things with a mouse? <laughs> and then those, then the mouse became wireless and you were probably like, oh my gosh, Everything's how does changing. It, how does it transmit? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think Good I speak stuff. for everybody, Mark, not just our weather team, but just a lot of people in the Pacific Northwest. Um, we appreciate everything that you bring us. I mean, it, it's not just 30 years on TV. You've been a weather nerd for a long time. You've been here over 50 years. I hate to talk about your age, but. Um, <laughs> That's okay. No, 54.5. We appreciate all the historical <laughs> tidbits and, you know, uh-huh. all the analyzation of the numbers and I you're rubbing off on all of us and we're lucky mm-hmm. to work under you. We've learned so I've learned so oh, much thanks. in my nearly five years here and I'm sure Katie and Camilla have as well. So um congratulations yeah. on thirty years and hopefully you make it to forty. We don't want you to leave anytime soon. Um yes. Well not you know you things happen. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not going anywhere. I, I'm Mark under contract. Forever. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We're all good. Yeah. Well, One was, of my favorite f- things Oh, just real quick. One of my favorite things after I started, um, and I, you know, I knew um, quite a bit about Mark before coming here, but knowing, um, I didn't know his extensive on the spot history memory of events. And we were talking about different snows and things coming through. And I went, I remember one year in Salem on my birthday, it snowed. He knew the exact day and year that that happened. He's like, oh, your birthday must be blah, blah, blah. And that was this year. 
without even <laughs> looking at anything. And I thought back and I was like, holy moly, he is right. That was that birthday. And it was that day that year. Like, it's just insane. All that knowledge in your brain, Mark. It just, it's inspiring. Well, there was the a problem is, for you, just get... weather events. <laughs> in yeah. Pacific Northwest. I might do okay. Mark would Although... Although as I hit my mid fifties, it's like, wait, more information comes in. Something has to get shoved out the other end. There's too much in there. It's usually so my name. I just start forgetting. <laughs> oh yeah. It's yeah. okay, Susan. It's fine. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, congratulations again. And uh, we're lucky to work under you. Um, I just wanted to make a quick programming note before we wrap up uh, the podcast oh. here. This might be my last podcast for maybe a couple of months or so, depending on when my my wife has uh, our baby, uh, she's due pretty much any time. Due date's December 3rd. So Exciting. if you don't see me in a couple yeah. of weeks, Mark and Katie and Camilla will, of course, update you. Um, but go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, we can give you all the, we can give the viewers all the stats, too, when when we find out length, width. Yeah. Well, they don't do width, length, and uh, weight, right? And well, I'm waiting um, for that name because it's been, it's being held close to the chest. Oh. So is my mother. So is my mother and yeah. my mother-in-law. Yeah, I'm so yeah. excited to find yeah. out that name. They are sitting on pins and needles. Uh, but yeah, uh, and that's what we do here. We talk about numbers. So we'll definitely get you guys those uh, when we can. But uh, thanks for joining us as always for the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Uh, we are not going to be recording one next week because of the Thanksgiving right. holiday. Uh, but expect another one in a couple of weeks or so. And we'll talk to you soon. Weatherman, we can't allow any further delay. So stop your waiting and hesitating.